welcome to episode four of Sean Knobs and Boomsticks. I am Sean. Over there is Knobs getting ready. Get to sit my down. beverages. There he is. How are you today? I might need a few pops. For what we thought to talk about. How are you this evening? Uh, I'm I'm all right. Yeah. Microphone a little closer. So, uh, did you watch anything recently? I have watched some things. I, oh, I ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm I'm slowly getting back into video games. Oh I, yeah, I kind of go through phases where I just playing? don't feel like pub old. Sh- no, I'm not into multiplayer still. Uh, the the uh, Devil May Cry game that was made by Ninja Theory. Oh, oh, the brown, D- the dark-haired Dante. Yeah, DMC, the Justin Bieber Dante. I'm pretty sure that one's fine. I What I've played of it, I really like. I think they made some really cool decisions. I haven't finished it by any means. I've only finished the first one and the fourth one. I've played a substantial amount of the third one and the second one, actually. I haven't finished those two, though. After playing uh, Ninja Blade, uh, I think Ninja Theory made that game as well. Uh, with the Chrome, no, 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 you're from software made Ninja Blade. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a from software game. They should play more of those games. Those are a lot of. They fun. made. Um, they do well, Dark Souls now. They did Enslaved, Otagi. So, did they do that one? They did. No, I mean, of... I'm talking about uh, Ninja Theory. They did a game called Enslaved with uh, Andy Andy Circus. Is that his name? They used him for mocap. The Gollum yeah. King Kong guy. He was in that. I'm trying to think what else. They, they did that Heavenly Sword game for PS3. Right, 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 right. And then recently they did... Oh, I don't remember the name of it now. Are you pretty sure Ninja Blade is from software? I'm like 99% sure. You can absolutely fact check me on that. I'm just going by memory. Uh, I just remember that game played... Sanua's Sacrifice or something? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Hell No. What's the newer one where with the girl, she has like a mental illness or something. I haven't played it, but I, I, I read really good things about it. But Ninja Theory made that. But I, I really like the the DMC. So I actually started it a long time ago, never finished it for whatever reason. And I just restarted it because uh, I kind of got a little hype just playing the, the Devil May Cry 5 demo. Did you play that? I did not. You should check that out. Uh, it, I mean, it's Devil May Cry. If you like Devil May Cry, you'll like it. If you don't, then you won't. It's just more Devil May Cry. Last DMC game, because I didn't play... I played a little bit of two. Played one. Two is terrible. It's it's so boring. Two. I don't think I ever played three. I played Three's really good. four, and I was like, what is going on? Four's okay. And I skipped uh, DMC, and I haven't played the new one yet. I, th- I think you would like Devil May Cry 3. I really highly recommend that one. And... Uh, so far, what I played at DMC, I like. I like it because it has a coherent story. Because it's not. You're right. It is from software. It's not a an anime. Should have made a bet on that too. You stole me five dollars for the uh, Brie Larson bet. I thought I paid you. <laughs> no, you didn't. I don't. You shouldn't actually pay me. It should always just be a bone of contention <laughs> that I can bring up. <laughs> Where's my five dollars? <laughs> I, I prefer that. <laughs> I just want to dangle that over your head so All that right. way I can constantly remind you that I knew something you didn't. Uh, all right, before we get All right, into... All well then, at this point, you're two for two. <laughs> I am. I have two things now. I remember I, I got you Ninja Blade through the uh, Microsoft store for like 10 bucks. Yeah. You remember that? It was when I was no. still... When I was working... It was years ago working at GameStop. I, I, yeah, I got no, that. I, I don't think so. I, I, 
you're just going to keep disputing my memory, even though it's been 100% accurate this whole time. But no, yeah, I got I'm it for 90% you. sure I got that through Gamefly and I kept it. No, Ninja Blade, I, you have a case for it. I do have a case for it. Yeah. When you buy a game through Gamefly, they send you a case. Oh, no, I got it for you because Microsoft released it over here and they were selling it through their affiliate. When, when you work at like a, a Best Buy or a GameStop or whatever, you can go on Microsoft's and Sony website and they'll sell you discount or they used to anyway. This is a long time ago. They so still do that. Like, I got a buddy who works at Microsoft. It was literally like, well, that's Microsoft proper though. That's I'm just talking like herps. as an affiliate. Uh, like GameStop and Best Buy and stuff, you get discount stuff, and I would buy games from them for like ten bucks a piece, and that was one that I was like, uh, I think I played the demo or something, and it wasn't for me because it's a lot of quick time events, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and but it seemed right up your alley, so it was a blast. No. I played through that game several times. Well, good, good, good. All right, so this week's movie was the nineteen ninety nine Ravenous. Yes. And uh, uh, why did you pick this movie? I picked it because I don't think a lot of people have seen this movie. Okay. And I find it to be this weird gem of crazy weird stuff that happens in that movie. Because it is not what that trailer pitches. It is not anything you would think that cast should be in together. Um, I remember flipping through the channels um, late at night. In the uh, in the early aughts, that I came across that scene where uh, Guy Pierce jumps off the cliff and is rolling down and tumbling, and I'm like, all right, what's, what's going on here? And then you know, the blonde haired dead body comes rolling in, and then he's got a broken leg, and then he eats him. And I'm like, what is happening? So you you were in from that point on. So I watched the rest of the movie. I'm like, how did it get to this point? And then I caught it again on his next showing, and I was like, oh. Oh, I kind of like this. This no. is fun. It's just it's a unique take on on uh, cannibalism, kind of slash vampirism, and I, I I think Robert Carlyle is just incredible. He had a really good monologue that I like, kind of towards the middle of the movie, uh, where he's he's just talking to Guy Pierce, like when he when he comes back as like Captain yeah, or whatever, uh, yeah, Captain Ives. And uh, where he's, you know, he's explaining why he does what he does. Yeah. And you know, dog thoughts gone. <laughs> Tuberculosis vanished. Yeah. I woke up that spring feeling virile. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> You've seen this movie a lot. I, I watched it for the first time today. I watched it twice over the week. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed it. Enjoy you have it, it digitally or on Blu-ray? I bought it digitally after I let, let you the copy. You're going to have to give me your voodoo. Dude, it, it, I can't. DVD is terrible. <laughs> like, DVD looks fucking awful. But, and on top of that, this is a non-anamorphic DVD, so I had to go in and fuck with my settings oh. so I didn't have a window box fucking... Ooh. Oh, my God. That was brutal. So you did not have the optimal viewing experience. No, not in this movie. movie's actually pretty gorgeous. Like, what sucks, I would imagine, because I haven't watched that DVD in a long time. It's got to be old to be non-anamorphic, man. Like that had to that come probably out a first release. in 99 or 2000. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's one of those movies. Um, another thing that struck me with that movie more than anything else was it had a very unique score. Dude, I was going to. Yeah, the score was cr not only was it unique, it was very prominent in a lot of places. It was very weird. 
Yeah, well, that one where uh, you know they're chasing those strings come in like real heavy or like Whoa. there was some instrumentation I did not recognize at all going on in a lot of that that music and stuff. Um, I uh, I just thought the movie was okay. I never got like invested in it. Uh, I I I like Guy Pierce. I like Robert Carlyle. Um, I mean, basically, it's just kind of a story of a cannibal trying to eat people and then make friends. <laughs> well, no, I mean, the, the, I mean, the whole crux of their story. Well, all right. So the movie starts off with, um, with, uh, Colonel Boyd, um, pretty much is a coward, total coward. fakes playing dead, gets drugged back behind enemy lines and gets locked or gets piled up underneath a pile of bodies. In the course of that, blood is running down his throat. So he's essentially imbibing in, in human, remains and it gives him the strength to take over the fort from behind enemy lines and he's herald he opens up as he's herald as a hero and then he gets called out like immediately the next scene he's like all right Right. we're gonna send you off to middle of fucking nowhere westward expansion it's a weird time frame for a movie too yeah during the westward expansion after the civil war right um which was just a really cool really cool time frame because you know all the movies get set back then so it's got a really unique look as far as costuming and just overall sense of of things going on i'm pretty sure that's the same fort they used in last of the mohicans hmm. but um i could be wrong i'm probably wrong <laughs> but it just it just looked familiar to me uh, so he goes out there meets a whole bunch of ragtag group and then robert carlisle shows up as a starving survivor Right. And he's almost frozen to death. They nurse him back to health. He has a really nice monologue of what happened and just the way he delivers that story. You believe every word of it. Right. There's that no question, any, re- any reason to doubt. You know, you're leaving this guy who just how they turned into cannibals. And there's progression, you know, then we ate our shoes. I thought it was great when they got to the cave and their shoes and belts everywhere. Right, right. I thought that was good. Uh, Neil McDonough. Yeah. Dum Dum Dugan. Yeah. He was good in this too, even though yeah. he was a very small. It's the first movie I remember seeing him in. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and they go out there to try and rescue the, one of the other fun, survivors. Fun fact: Neil McDonough played M. Bison in a Street Fighter movie. Really? Yeah. In the Street I can Fighter, see him the it, Legend it? of Chun Li. Oh God, I have yet to watch that. <laughs> I haven't made it through myself. <laughs> I've seen some scenes from it though. I've seen some bad stuff, and that's... I have the movie. I can't bring myself to get through it though. Did you ever watch the the newer one, The Assassin's Fist? Yes, I really liked that. I did like that. It was very a little slow. They could have well, they it was some it, stuff out. the thing was they cut it as one giant uh, story when it was really right. episodic. It was, but it's again much like a lot of Netflix series. There was a lot of stuff that could have been cut out. Oh, absolutely. It wasn't necessary. But I, uh, overall, though, easily the best Street Fighter adaptation. movie adaptation that yeah. I've seen. There was and, actually another one after that called Street Fighter Resurrection. Yeah, and it was like six episodes that were like three minutes long. Yeah, it was very short. Not as good. Good fighting. Not as I thought good a story, how they, though. The makeup was incredible on uh, on Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, for, for low budget. Yeah, it did look pretty good. Um, but anyway, back to back to Ravenous. Uh, so they go to the cave and the transition Robert Carlyle has from being concerned well, they had that scene in the tent where they start sucking on that guy's Oh, wound. my God. <laughs> Bad man, sleep outside. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But yeah, so they go in there and his transition from being tied up and, and scared, like he's traumatized to, uh, I'm going to eat you. Right. And they had that great line when he pulls the trigger on that gun. That's so annoying. Yeah. Run. <laughs> and then the weird music kicks in like this weird ass music almost like uh like a roadrunner chase yeah that was pretty fun. almost yeah i never i just never got so i guess my whole thing is i just didn't care about anything that was going on i thought it had some good gore but i never got invested in like i never cared about guy pierce's character at all i i definitely like robert carlisle's character a lot more and well, then the, that the other guy came back. The the pedophile dude came back at the end. Whatever his name is. Yeah, and that was a, that was a good twist. I didn't see that coming. The, I did my not, first I didn't time see I that coming either. Where you was wondering how if Boyd's watching uh, Ives the entire time, right? When did he have time to kill the horses and the other dude and uh, David Arquette? So it was it it was weird because I, I guess it was framed like a horror movie. Actually, it is billed as a dark comedy. No, I didn't find too much. I mean, the opening uh, or or the whatever you call that at the beginning when they have the quotes on screen. Yeah. And then the next one says, eat me. It's yeah. like, that was funny. <laughs> a little. I, I, I don't. I can't. I like, it's just interesting. Like, I like exposing like like those movies like that. I think they're they're interesting takes. And it's just it's just one of those one, one of those movies that always stuck with me. And it had a lot to do with. Again, Robert Carlyle's performance and that score. I actually own that that uh, soundtrack. Dude, I'm glad you brought up the score though, because I wasn't that. That's that thing that was very very prominent. And me and uh, Mason and I were watching it, and he kept asking about the music. <laughs> he was like, "What is with this music?" Oh, it, yeah, def- definitely stood out. Even Maggie noticed it. She wasn't even watching it. So, yeah, it's. It's just one of those things that goes keeps going through, and then like uh, in subsequent watchings, viewings of this actual, actual of this movie, I kind of notice a little more details than I remember them even previous watches. Yeah, um, just little little hints and and ticks that that they do throughout the throughout the movie. It's just I just really enjoyed this. You know, again the setting and the character work. Yeah. Like in Boyd just does the one heroic act when he traps both of them in a bear trap. That was that was cool. <laughs> I thought that last fight, especially like they're riding in and he's got that weird line, breakfast, lunch and reinforcements. <laughs> or even their whole plan to set up this cannibal cross through. Yeah. Like westward expansion. We're going to have hundreds of people coming through here. We won't kill indiscriminately. Right. Be selective. Don't want to break up families. <laughs> Wow, I've quoted the shit out of this movie. Yeah, um, it's really not that quotable. <laughs> I, it, it just had the, in the in the moment these lines are just really neat. I, well, I his thought his plan, performance and his delivery was was good. Robert Carlyle, I, I did enjoy that. But again, overall, I just I didn't care what happened to anybody in this movie. I didn't care who lived, who died. I wasn't invested in anyone. Huh. I kind of wanted I. Actually, that's not true. I liked his character, so I wanted him to win out in the end. I thought that would have been a better that ending. That would have been an amazing ending. <laughs> I think that would have been better if... That Boyd dies first and he eats him and gets right. out. He crawls out from the bear trap. Right. Yeah. That, I I would have liked that better. But because uh, I, I didn't... He, he was the only character that had any, like, personality. Yeah. And the other guy was a cow. I mean, I guess that's his arc as he starts off as a coward, but he, you know, he Eventually, finds his spine. He didn't have a typical heroic arc. No. No. And I'm okay with that, but I just didn't like that he just didn't have much personality either. Like, 
just there was nothing to his character really other than hey, guy priest is weird like that sometimes he's really charismatic and other times he's just well, i think he did what the director wanted and what the role called for mm-hmm. i think he did it as written I, I don't think anybody could necessarily done it but i mean all the good dialogue was given to robert carlisle yeah like clearly so i i would give this a solid two and a half out of five two and a half out of five it's a four out of five for me so two and a half out of five might sound terrible to me that's just a middle of the road because it's a very competent movie like there's nothing about it that's bad mm-hmm. you know you know what i mean it's not like oh why did you know uh why did they frame it this way or this dialogue was terrible? The movie moves, you know, it all makes sense. I wonder what your opinion would it be if you didn't have to watch it on DVD. <laughs> I did. I, I feel like that might have colored my experience a little bit at first. I got over it pretty quickly because once I got it zoomed, zoomed in properly. Yeah. So it wasn't window boxed, which, you know, I did right away. Uh, it wasn't like terrible. Uh but it's funny. It's been so long since I put a non-anamorphic anything in that at first I was like, "What is wrong?" Yeah, <laughs> like why? why oh, that happened like to me with with one of my really old uh, one of my really old imports, uh, Duel to Death. Is that is that is window boxed, and it is on this. It's maybe the size of a thirty inch TV. <laughs> so I have a hundred inches surrounding it, and it's windowed <laughs> right in the middle. Like that's insane. Like how you had to play Quake, or or yeah, like Quake Two in the old days. If you had a four eighty six, like yeah. you know where it actually rips on you. Hey, time to buy a new computer, dude. Now with a projector, can you can you zoom in if you choose? Oh yeah, but you, it's probably a lot of work to get it back to where you want it. It doesn't quite get there, yeah. and it drops resolution. Yeah. Like oh, oh yeah, it is brutal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not like I said. I, I, I'm. I can't say it's a, a bad movie by any means. Uh, it's. It just didn't. It didn't grab me. I did like some of the gore. His shin sticking out. That was pretty brutal. Uh, or like when he was he snapping his arm in place, or was that his leg when he was? That was his leg. That was his. Okay. It was his leg where he had to set the bone. Yeah, I did like Neil McDonough's face. I still face. can't. Speaking of setting the bones, like it always goes back to the one scene from Fargo, uh, season one, where Billy Bob Thornton get, gets the uh, the strings off the Venetian blinds and rigs his own traction system, and he pulls it, and the bone goes like right in the place. You're like, oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, I started it's watching a Fargo season brutal one a long scene. time ago, but I didn't, I didn't finish it for whatever reason. For some reason, that just that scene is just burned into my brain just because of the sound it made when it reset. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen some movies. And this is something that really bothers Maggie even more than I do, but watching Achilles tendons get cut in movies is always makes me cringe. <laughs> That's always something that, especially if they do the sound right. And then what was, oh, was Hostel had the worst one because of the way the dude collapses as soon as... Yeah. it gets cut it just it looks so real it, it it's like the gravity increases a thousand percent but he drops so fast hmm. <laughs> well i'm glad i only watched that movie once <laughs> yeah i only i only watched that movie once as well all right i, w- I want to get into something else but i got i got a warn listener here this this is going to be spoilerific i want to oh wanna, yeah this is no holes barred i want to do some spoilers for captain marvel Are we going right into this all right yeah I'll see why not. I have I have a lot of questions for you, sir, as the resident cosmic Marvel uh, expert. And I looked some stuff up after I saw the movie. All right. I'm going to tell you the one thing that really turned uh, again, me off. Again, spoilers. Captain Marvel, spoilers. You don't want to hear it. 
shut it down. All right, here's what turned me off. I hate when movies lose continuity in the movie. Okay. So they make it a point. Now this just this is just this is a, a personal gripe of mine with with some movies. They make it a point to have her in that fucking mask through when they're underwater every time she's in space and the last fucking scene she's flying around in space with no mask on. I thought that was intentional. I don't think that Why? was. Why? Because she's super powered. Like, then what was stopping her when she was wrecking all the ships and she had the mask on? She didn't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, she always has it. She's in space. She has a fucking helmet on. I, I feel like it was intentional. No, it's uh, fucking I, I noticed that as dumb. well. Oh, my God. At that point, like, I just, I, ugh. I felt like they did that because she realized she didn't need it because of all but the power she, she inherited from the, the Tesseract. She didn't get it from the Tesseract. Well, that's basically what powered that that thing though that was like tesseract powers sure <laughs> man you were so dis- i just all right, i want to ask you like some some pointed questions though first of Go all ahead. uh what did you think about annette benning being marvell i am shocked so i guess it's okay to gender flip when it's male to female of course yes <laughs> or That's the hollywood way or white person to white lady yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, that doesn't bother me. I thought it was, you know, OK, that didn't hit me. OK, I wish when she was breaking out of the Supreme Intelligence control that he turned into the giant fucking floating head that he really is, that okay. it really is. I, I don't know anything about that. Look up <laughs> Google the Supreme Intelligence. You know what I'm talking about? See, uh, I got to tell you beforehand, I thought. And because I, I purposely avoid spoilers, I only watch trailers, right? So mm-hmm. I didn't read anything. I thought one of two things about Jude Law, whom I found out later, his name was Jean Rog, which mm-hmm. I'm sure you're familiar with. I thought he was going to be Marvel at one point. I did too. They kind of alluded to that. But at the same time, I was like, he looks a lot like a bad guy. And even my wife leaned over to me after he was on screen for maybe five minutes and said, is he the bad guy? So they... I guess that was pretty obvious from the get go. Right. <laughs> so, and she's someone who does not read. She reads no comics. I don't read cosmic Marvel comics. So I had to do research after the fact to find out who he was. I had to read up on Carol Danvers. I only know her from she pops into certain books I read now. I just know she's a she's very powerful and she is in charge of a lot of shit. And she was kind of the head of Civil War, too. She was. Yeah, like I didn't the, read any Tony Civil Stark War side. I didn't read any of it, but yeah. Um, no, like Captain Marvel is a great pass through character, like in the, in the books that I read, like I don't follow her, her runs at all. Yeah. She's just awesome when she shows up, kicks some ass and bolts. Yeah. Like that's always she been reminds her. me a lot of like, just like a super powered Maria Hill is kind of how, yeah, that's how she comes across to me pretty much in the comics anyway. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. I mean, she's really, she's just she's almost like 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 superman like equivalent like yeah. she's just just a wrecking crew right oh this is what i want to ask you about too uh the the scrolls like what they did with the scrolls in the movie. i thought that was the best thing this movie did okay i thought you were gonna be upset because i i was like there's two things i didn't like about this the scrolls in this movie one that they turned out to not be villains because i thought 
they're always, you know, I thought they're, I thought they were setting up Secret Avengers or something. And the fact that they, that nobody stayed behind as, yeah, as, as, as uh, I, my guess was somebody was going to be like uh, General Ross or something. Like yeah. they would take his form. That would have been, guess. that would have been a nice touch. I thought that, so I was disappointed that the scrolls were just a peaceful or attempting to be a peaceful race. Well, they borrowed from a few different things, uh, especially with their, their homeward being destroyed and they're pretty much refugees across it. And nobody fucking wants them around. They're like, like the sim, so like the symbiote race. Yeah. Everybody hates them. Right. Um, Except for in Annihilation Wave, the the Super Scroll, and I forgot his name because I haven't read that. I a just long call him time. Super Scroll. I didn't know he had a name. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a, like one of those like Clark or something. Okay, like one of those weird like like apostrophes in like three places. Gotcha. Uh, kind of names, but in Annihilation, like he take he takes a hero turn, you know, the whole sacrifice himself for the greater good thing, and he ends up being like one of the funnest characters in in that run. And you're like, oh, maybe the scrolls aren't all that bad. And then, you know, they join into the fight because, you know, Annihilus is coming. So, yeah, like shit is literally hit the fan everywhere. <laughs> and that's what and that also the same one that did the same um, hero turn was uh, Ronin. Now, I think they've criminally underused Ronin. I did not realize that was Lee Pace again. Yeah, I because his voice sounded different. They didn't do the same makeup. No, because he hasn't turned full Z- zealot yet. Oh, okay. And that was the kind of the point of him in Guardians. But even in that movie, like he just was underutilized on how how much depth that character actually has. Yeah, like it's not just about doing the bidding, like the accusers, because they are, you know, the, like judge, jury, and executioners. So they're they're the guys that are just keeping order on Cree and Cree worlds. Like they are the tip of the spear. Yeah. Um, is Kree a planet? Yes. Oh, okay. well, Kree's home planet's Hala. Right. Hala. I couldn't help. Yeah. I can't help saying that every, it every is. time I see that. And they're, on ty- they're typically villains. And the one outlier was Marvel because okay. he landed and, and got embraced by humanity and yada, yada, yada. And he's all cool. I hear, I will say this as someone who's not a fan of gender flips and all that kind of stuff. I kind of liked it. Cause that's, I, I like that they made her Marvel because I didn't see it coming. Right. Because. Oh, I don't Marvel, know how the hell they kept that a secret. Right. I didn't. I didn't real. I was like, oh, shit, that makes sense. It's though. like, cool. There, she's a supreme intelligence. Like, oh, and great. And making her a very respected part of the, the um, you know, the um, a, a, a positive role model for for uh, Carol. Yeah. Well, that, that's probably why they did it, though, is just to keep all all the female parts positive. Yeah not have any female villains because we all know there's no bad women in the world ever no (laughs) i've never experienced any (laughs) there's no no sarcasm there folks. not in my lifetime (laughs) that is not he's not being at all sarcastic uh i I really like the movie overall i had my problems and that's why I wanted to talk. That's why I was telling Matt. I was like, I can't wait to talk to John because he he's invested in in the cosmic universe. I'm not. I'm an outsider. I know more than your average movie goer, but I know a lot less than you when it comes to that. Like I know I'm not Mar-Bell. claiming to be an expert, but I just but know to me, the character. You're my expert. I don't know the char- anything about it. From the characters it. that I've that I've seen and read and represented, like I thought the scrawl thing was brilliant. You, I like that too. I thought that because. It's their green porty ear dudes are not the bad guys. Right. Like that's like saying the gremlins were the good people. <laughs> like it was just 
an amazing like flip that I wasn't expecting. What I, you know and, what I liked? I liked Ben Mendelsohn playing someone who wasn't a bad guy for the first time. Oh ever. my god! I don't know how he pulled off some of those great faces through that makeup. Yeah, especially with the damn cat. Because oh, well, he knew right away, like that—that's not a. That cat. was a great reaction. And just to stop, you know, he's like flipping around, and then you know, granted, like the the Groot reveal for Chewie just was—I don't know. Um, I I wanted to uh, hit. I felt like he had a better character arc than Carol Danvers did in this movie. Absolutely. And I feel like she got shortchanged a little bit because I feel like because they focus so much on the whole girl power aspect of it, they, that she didn't get to have much depth as a character. Who, Carol? Yeah. And no, because I, so, and, and that was also the other, the other thing is like her struggle was amnesia. Right. There's better ways to do it. And am, as uh, what amniotic storyline, like they could have amnesiac. <laughs> amnesiac. That's not like amniotic. <laughs> Whatever. So words. <laughs> so like, I think if they had to approach this more like a Jason Bourne style movie. Yeah. Where they had glimpses of a revealing of her power. Instead, she just kicking ass right from the rip. Right. The other thing, the now I, I have small gripes throughout the movie. You know, first of all, I love Brie Larson. I thought, despite the fact that her, her character was written fairly shallowly, uh, she brought a lot of little subtle nuance and personality to the character with just little things she would do, blowing her hair out of her face, stuff like that, and just uh, facial expressions yeah. and thing, and just her, her delivery and stuff. Uh, but again, it was kind of, kind of underwritten, though, for the main character. Uh the, another and this is this is just a nitpick, but uh, they used a lot of good music. I, I think I've had some predictions. The only one I had a problem with was it's just a girl. And that, that's what I was just going to say. I, I was like, that's that was the, too on the nose. That, that's exactly what I said. I was like, that is way it's too, too yeah. on the nose. And my my suggestion and I can't believe they didn't use L7 would have been L7 shit list. It's got a much better tone. It's more better aggressive. for a fight scene. And yeah, it, it would have been a way better for that fight scene. And and then I found like after not hearing them in the movie, they did L7. Apparently, I don't know if they're back together or reunited or whatever, but they played like a Captain Mar like the other night they played a private event for for a Brie Larson Captain Marvel thing, but somehow they're not on the soundtrack. So that's terribly disappointing because that was the Missed ultimate 90s girl rock band, in my opinion, because they were fucking heavy. They didn't give a shit. Yeah. And like they could keep up with anybody. But yeah, just a girl was a little. It was just like that was disappointing. That was just so on the nose, uh, and not. Uh, I don't know. I guess it was a little too cutesy, I guess. And it would have been way cooler if they'd gone with L seven shit list, in my opinion. Yeah, or a different no doubt song. Right. They've so, got heavier stuff. Right. I did like the fight scenes, though. I, I enjoyed. Uh, I really liked Minerva. I, I I know she you know she didn't have a lot to do or whatever and I don't know her character but I I no I, she doesn't I, I like the the chick who played her uh what else well after this was all post movie research I did so apparently like Carol Danvers did have amnesia in the comics when she got her powers something like got implanted in her like a shard whenever mm -hmm. this explosion took place and caused her amnesia and also was causing some sort of like tumor in her brain or something as well. Uh, but I, I didn't go into the full history of that. But yeah, uh, Jan Rog being the bad guy. I don't even know if they even said his name in the movie. I don't remember. Uh, what's the, and I, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, uh, Diman Hunsu. Who, he, oh, uh, 
Korath. Uh, that's okay. I couldn't remember his name. The Cor- Pursuer? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that's who he played was Korath. Okay. So but I would have cool liked to see seen him. him get wrecked to the point where he had all, had to have all those cybernetic implants would have tied into uh, Guardians. Right. All right. What, what did you think about how Fury lost his eye? <laughs> and let me say this the biggest thing i had a problem with because he had a great line in civil or not civil war in winter, winter soldier, soldier where he's like last time i tried last yes. time i trust someone i lost an eye the last thing you fucking trusted was a cat so that's okay so uh, that's i said this to maggie well, then when that we were was the really theater. funny too after like and that was another great um Mendelssohn line where He's like, oh, it, it's going to get better, right? And he's just like, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, I, I said to Maggie when we were leaving the theater, I was like, it was heavily implied. It wasn't stated explicitly, but it was heavily implied in Winter Soldier that he lost his eye because of whatever. I don't remember Robert Redford's character's name, but something he got betrayed by him somehow. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, and again, it wasn't explicitly stated, but he definitely implied it had something to do with that guy. Uh, and that's why he lost his eye. So I was, I thought, uh, why they got a toy with that? That was, I mean, it was, it was funny, but at yeah. the same time, it was just kind of like, ah, oh, hey, like retcon. Come on, I know, and, and you know what? And I really did enjoy seeing Coulson back on the screen. I love, seeing and this Coulson, is why yes. I love Agents of Shield. Like I'm, like his deadpan is so good. Yeah, dude, uh, Fury and and Carol Danvers' relation, like their whole rapport was fantastic in that movie. I thought. Yeah, I, I love their whole. I love seeing Fury on screen. Uh, you know, he's normally well, not definitely in movies very it's much. Weird to see him in over his head. Yeah, and, it, and, that, and never just the cool, collected on top of everything, knows everything that's going on guy. I but he was still doing his 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 you know his on the like on the point star spycraft stuff with yes. distractions and and running around and just being a competent spy. Yes, yes, yeah. Re- their their relationship was really cool. But I really think this movie would have benefited by a more significant threat to Carol. She never seemed in trouble. You knew that thing was going to come off her neck and she was going to oh, yeah. unleash. Yeah. I thought that was still a good scene, you know, when she's in there talking to what the Supreme Being or whatever the it's Supreme called. Intelligence. Supreme Intelligence. I, I thought it was still, you know, and yeah, it, it's totally predictable. Um, but it, again, I feel like. And I don't I don't know if this is the case or not necessarily, but it uh, it, it it seems like they, they don't want the female protagonists to feel threatened. You know, what I mean? they want the audience to think that they're 100 percent on top of it the whole time. Because, just but because of the I current think, social. Climate. Well, I know, but that does the character a disservice. Absolutely. And I agree. I'm not saying I agree. I'm not saying I agree with them doing that. But I think that's why they do that, though, is because they don't for whatever reason, they don't want that to be the case. They want them to always seem, you know, a hundred percent on top of things. And I, which again, that doesn't make sense to me. And, and Maggie brought this up to me. This was, this is her thing is like, she didn't like when she met up with her friend, her longtime friend and her daughter. And she said, even though, even with her amnesia, she said she should have been like more emotionally, uh, motivated by the fact that she saved her jacket and had all these pictures. We should have seen something. I, I felt that kind of landed flat too. Yeah. And because, and, and I don't know if that was a, a directorial choice to really like sell that she didn't remember and she was just kind of faking it. Right. 
Well, the other side of that, too, is Jan Rog trained her not to show emotion. And I, I my take on that, though, was... So you think it was the conditioning? That, but I think it would have been cool to sh- have her show emotion to sh- kind of show her human side and how that benefits her in some way. Since she was saying, she said at one point, you know, I've been fighting with one arm tied behind my back. It's like, but how? You know, what I mean? well, <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, and it would have been the emotional side, but she didn't show any emotional uh, as you know, any emotions, well, really. Yeah. And I thought they handled the flashbacks really well, too, to when she was younger. She didn't succeed. Like, right. She just got up. Right. Like she never plowed through and got the the recognition that she could do it. Right. She didn't hit the home run. She didn't win the race. Right. But she she's got back up. She and got kept back doing up it. and she kept doing her thing. But yeah, overall, I really, I just, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I don't think this is a movie I'm going to rewatch a lot. Yeah. Like, I had way more fun with Ant-Man and uh, and Doctor Strange. See, I would put this over both of those for me. I really, I don't. I See, just, because those are like, so in my mind, like, I, Grant is probably the fault more lies on me than the movie is I had way more expectations than I probably should have. Because I've seen that character do incredible things. Yeah. And those things just didn't come through for me as the character, like as the supreme badass. Yeah. But she was. She was the supreme badass. I mean, she took everybody out, saved the day, saved the planet. But again, like it never felt like she wasn't going to do it. Right. It didn't feel earned. It didn't kind of thing. Kind of like felt raid. <laughs> it felt like Ray, <laughs> Ray, and, and yeah, where she just is super. Good. It, the only thing, though, the big difference here is, though, I mean, she got her powers from, you know what I mean? Like she got her powers for from that explosion. So if at least if nothing else, there's an explanation for well, why there's she's a so cosmic powerful. origin for it. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they had the superhero origin. It wasn't just she's uh, just good at everything. Just I because. thought the, I thought the stinger was great. She just where's Fury? Yeah. Like. See, I, I have mixed bo- emotions about that because I almost feel like that was a spoiler for Endgame. Like, I, I think that would have been a cool scene to see in the movie where how she shows I up. I hope the movie opens with them staring at that pager and be like, and then just, poof, she's there. And then she's a part of the group. Like, I need I think they need to do that real quick. So that way. Because they sh- already said it. Yeah. Yeah. I, Not like when they had. um uh, what's his name uh sebastian in the in the in the vice grip and that was like halfway through right winter or uh civil war right like where that scene comes and i circle. feel like though that that is going to be closer to halfway through the movie i because they have a lot to establish in endgame <laughs> at the beginning of this movie just judging from but at the same time it's it's probably not that far because he, he still has his beard and in the trailers we've seen he doesn't have his beard mm-hmm. so that that i guess it could be earlier on in the movie uh yeah, I, I I liked seeing the teaser, but at the same time, I I, I don't know. It, it just seemed like why would you I, reveal cat, how she shows up, uh, dude? The the, the chew. I keep calling it Chewy because that's what he is in the comics. But uh, the goose vomiting up the damn Texeract like almost got me to heave. <laughs> that sound of a cat coughing up anything funny. is just the worst. <laughs> That's funny. You that you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know that. I have a cat. I know that sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's coming. Like, oh, God. And all you can do is wait for it. There's yeah. nothing you can do at that point except for move the cat to somewhere where it's not going to vomit. Put it on, on a tile. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I hate that fucking sound. I, hate, I, don't, I don't like cats anymore. Uh, but dude, I like that reveal with uh, with Goose and the flurkin 
I didn't know what a flurkin was. I knew it was going to be something, obviously. Oh, so you weren't even prepared for that? No, no. Oh, that had to have been awesome. Yeah, it was. I, I knew something was coming, obviously. I mean, they is when when what's what's his name? Talos. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he when he reacted the way he did, obviously something was coming. You just didn't know what. I didn't know it was going to be that and yeah. that was pretty cool i did i i like that a lot i liked well and that's and that was kind of like the the punny name of chewy in the book is this this cat with this giant maw yeah that just swallows stuff <laughs> dude i i don't know i just really enjoyed the movie over i liked i i could have lived in the 90s stuff i loved all the 90s stuff uh, i love seeing the street fighter machine in the background see but i like again this is like my also one of my biggest complaints about movies in general is i find the other side always far more interesting. I'd like to see them spend more time in exploring what was going on on Hala and see their propaganda and what's happening as more of a motivation for her to fight against that, her training on the other side. Yeah. I think would have been, a, would have been stronger than just, I, I can't remember who I am. Um, same thing with, uh, with the new Creed two movie. Like I would have loved to seen more Ivan Drago and have Creed and have um, Adonis as more of the antagonist. Yeah. And then have that flip at some point. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just a personal perspective for me. Yeah. I always find well, a lot of times more the villains are more. That's why I'm, I'm excited for this Joker movie. It, it's, I think it's cool that they're you doing. You really are. Cause I just, I just don't care no, no, at I'm, all. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, as with all DC movies, I am. Oh, did you see the Shazam trailer ahead of that? Yeah, saw that again. So I had, a, I had a weird experience. So we went in and uh, I, went, I went and saw it at the Cap, of the, one of the old theaters in Cleveland, and it wasn't on the big screen. It was on the small screeners. Why do you think that is? Is just the? I don't know if it was a preemptive thing on their part that they didn't think they were going to sell enough seats. And granted, they didn't sell out in in the little theater either. Dude, the the screen. I was at the seven o'clock at the the cinemark uh, it was it wasn't sold out but the the main portion of the theater was absolutely sold out the the seats really close to the screen weren't but at, every seat was taken up where we were uh and i looked at the box office it's, it's doing well it's like the fifth biggest thursday night for a marvel movie so it puts it behind it's well, good like a, a few avengers movies black panther and civil war i believe are the only movies i think it's gonna do well i dude i i love so much about uh, the Marvel movies, just like little things that they get right. Like when, when Fury makes that comment about if I had six years, I'd have a high score too, or something like that. Like, oh yeah. That's like a that. great line. <laughs> like I, I love shit if like I had that. Six years in one game. I'd have a high score too. <laughs> it's just Him like, just being jealous of a kid. He just met. <laughs> it was just so real. You know what I mean? It was, it was just great. It was a great moment. He had a lot of great moments, great lines when he's like, uh, He's like, you, you watch me play with tape or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, you, yeah, you you watch me mess around with tape and you could do this. Dude, it, I know it was in the trailer. I kind of wish it wasn't. But when she's beating up that old lady on the bus, dude, that's a great scene, man. <laughs> like, oh, I love especially that. when she switched. Like the, the part of that scene that I really liked is when she's switching that dude and the dude just stands up like. Right. When he pops up what like, what just happened? <laughs> But yeah, I just I love that she hits that old or lady the two so scrolls fucking hard. Changing into the same chick, like, right? And then with the dude's voice, because oh, they don't the know. science guy joke was great too. Oh yeah, that's my science guy. <laughs> uh, but I, no, I, I really I, I didn't think really it, I didn't think that guy would have any real comedic chops, but like he delivered some good zingers. Yeah, 
Yeah, I was I was really surprised at his his character arc. That was unexpected and and cool. Again, though, like I said, I was I was a little disappointed because I was I was for whatever reason expecting like a secret invasion kind of thing. It still might happen because not I mean not all the scrolls could be like that. I was really hoping one of the one of the credit scenes was going to be somebody turning into Ross or 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 somebody we. I'd have been neat if one was Maria Hill or Fury. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have liked it, honestly, if it was like a main character, like if they turned into Tony Stark or something like that. That would have pissed me off. See, I, I would have really liked that all the people that disappeared in the snap were all scrolls or vice versa. Yeah. That they those were the ones that were left. That would have been weird. Yeah. But yeah. no, I mean, it sets up the potential for them to be there. Yeah. Something could happen down the road. Maybe Carol doesn't take out live up to her end of the bargain, find them a planet, and then they hate Earth. Right. And they just circle back. And, and plus, I mean, that's a small amount of scrolls. That doesn't mean all the scrolls are good people. <laughs> they're scattered all over the galaxy. Right. I mean, some I mean, of them are, you know, everybody's different. They're and gonna... that happens, I think, they're like a real tribal, too. Yeah. There's certain factions and whatnot that believe in this and that. Just like any other species, but except for Kree. Like, those are just one-note people. So what is the deal with the Kree? They're just the warriors. Warriors. That's 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 their thing. Warriors so. and just domination. Like, I always hear reference to in the in the or I read I should say I read references to the Kree Scroll War, and I never know if that's something that happened or something that's ongoing in the comics. It's continuing ongoing, it's and the an ongoing and thing. I think the Shi'ar are even involved in that too. Okay, the bird people. Okay. Yeah, I, I gotta. I I really enjoy. I am dying Marvel. for that to happen. It is never gonna happen. Do, you know, the Shi'ar Empire. The the one other takeaway from this movie for me, which uh, again, I I just really liked it. I I I really like Brie Larson a lot. I like her as the. I wish I wish they had written her character with more depth and humanity. I think she's gonna get more justice in the Avengers movie. You think? Because I think the Russos ha- probably have a better grasp of how to write more for that character. So at the beginning of the movie, we get to see the Cree planet Hala and stuff, which I really like. I like that kind of stuff. And then that, that little covert operation mission or whatever. Um, I couldn't help but think, I was like, I want to see a Green Lantern movie done like this. You know what I mean? Like where we see the Green Lantern core. You can see Oa. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, who, fuck Earth. Who gives a shit? You know, <laughs> like let's, well, no, that's, let's go see that's, all the other and shit that's they also do. The, also one of the biggest problems with having a cosmic based character, having spending so much time on Earth. Yeah. Granted, they needed that for the plot they were conveying, like the whole origin. I didn't have a problem with it in this movie. But here, dude, we learned from Spider-Man Homecoming, you really don't need an origin. Yeah. Well, I think she does. Nobody, and again, as a comic book fan, I don't, I didn't know shit about Carol Danvers. Would I knew very mattered? little. Yeah, I do. I like to know. I uh, would it have mattered? sound or, hypocritical because some, would it have mattered or, or would have been better if it was more uh, behind the scenes? Like you were kind of guessing, you only got little hints of how, how she was created. That's, that's one way of doing it without going into in depth. To add some mystique yeah. to the character. Uh, I don't know. I, I, the one thing I like about Marvel is when they do go into the, they, they go into the more human side of their characters, which is something DC right, just they show the do. edges. And, uh, that's why I, I wish she had, they'd gone a little bit more in depth with her actually. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, Cause I, overall, like I said, I just, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I don't know how I would improve it other than maybe like, again, just making her, giving her character more actual depth instead of just being, uh, you know, the 
I mean, you know what, what's going to happen, obviously. She's going to be made. I thought... I thought it would have played better. For me personally, I thought it would have played better if she was more conflicted about what the what the Cree had done to her. That's a good point. And her turning her back on that. Yeah. Because essentially, they're the ones that built her up into the warrior she is. And, and that's all she technically knows in her brain at the time she doesn't really know her human and that's the thing too like going back she never really had a moment where you felt like she became attached to humanity at all and that's what i didn't like either i mean they they like hint at it but you never feel like she truly cares about you know what i mean you just feel like it's more of a duty for her as opposed to and i thought it would have been more i I thought it would have been a stronger break if you know granted like the memory flood comes back in and she breaks away from the supreme intelligence yeah and then having her solidify why she's standing up for humanity is because the little girl's under threat because that's where essentially her connection was bored through her yeah uh the the other (laughs) maggie and i were talking about this the other thing that didn't ring true but it was clearly a scene in the name of, of girl power or whatever was when uh, Rambo's daughter was telling her mom, oh, yeah, fuck off to space. It's great. Mom. It's like you trying to kill you. You trying to become an orphan. <laughs> like, yeah. What is your deal? That's not how kids act at all. Yeah. But she had to be the brave little girl. And, and yeah, but I mean, uh, come on. You're going to say no to space. Like, I thought the line could have been better. Uh, eh. I mean, yeah, I don't like I'm not a just coward, not dude. just screw I'm, out, I'm just spineless. go for it. I don't want to go fight anybody in space. <laughs> I'm not. I, but I, got, I mean, like that's kids at home. But again, that was also a part of both of their both of their characters was, you know, for them saying they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it in that era. You know, in the whole. Yeah, I mean, it does make sense for her character. I just thought that little the the encouragement from her daughter was just a little bit. uh strange <laughs> it's like what's your motivation here exactly yeah. <laughs> it seemed more like her mom should have just been like i have to go do this i don't want to go do this but it's my duty as you know mm-hmm. as like this is i have to finish this job or whatever uh again and that's just that's just nitpicking on my part though because again it was i just i really enjoyed the movie and i thought not- the way they adjusted the costume was clever too yeah and they even did a call back to the old like the way it should have looked the white and green yeah. Instead of the silver and black and, and right. green. At that one point, the neon one looked pretty neat, though. I wish it wouldn't full that was neon. An interesting take. I didn't know if that was a throwback to the comics, no, too. I've if never seen a, that before. A suit that looked like that. But I wish if she, like, again, if she was in space without that helmet, she should have been full binary, where she just almost like translucent power. Yeah. Wasn't quite there. And they, I, I like that they made her. She is super powerful, but I still don't. And she did. She took out a Star Destroyer, but I still don't feel like she's all that much more powerful than Tony Stark in some really good armor. I mean, maybe, maybe not, but I don't feel like she's like Superman powerful still. I mean, she's got the photon beams. I still, I still feel like Thanos could fucking wipe the floor with her, which is good because I don't, I don't want, I never want my heroes to feel more powerful than the villain. I want them to overcome through tenacity and ingenuity well, and that's been you know that's been the one thing outside of this one movie and this is also another problem that i also i had with it is in almost every marvel movie the villain wins for a little bit yeah i don't think the villains ever really got the upper hand like they once they lost her back on earth yeah or once the once the scrolls got a hold of her she kind of was never really 
the in only, trouble. The only real moment of danger was when Ronan showed up and attacked, but she she made quick work of the, the attack though as well. Uh, but again, man, I wish I saw Ronan go toe to toe with her for a little bit. Yeah, because he's strong enough to do it. So, yeah, Especially like, with the elemental And that's hammer. the thing, too, is like when she was fighting Jan Rog's team, it was almost... And why is he just sitting in there holding the hammer? Like, <laughs> there's no purpose for you. You're flying a spaceship. Right. Like, just dumb shit like that drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't wait to... Th- I, I kept telling Matt, I was like, I can't wait to talk to John about this, because I really want his take. Because as I talked about on my last podcast with Maggie is, I feel like fan of, in, opinions are important. And I feel like sometimes they they cast fans aside for whatever reason when they do stuff and i i really hate that and i'm not saying everything the fans need to be catered to 100% or whatever like that it's just more if you have an audience for something you had to be one of like six people that read annihilation you know what i mean like i have more I, people read that <laughs> i'm just Come saying on. not many people read cosmic marvel i can't even tell you like I, like when I think it, when I thought of Captain Marvel growing up, I thought of Shazam. That was my Captain Marvel. I never knew. I don't think I knew that Marvel had a Captain Marvel. I didn't know it was a Captain. Like I'm the complete reverse. Like I knew Captain Marvel because I remember like reading back issues of when he died of cancer, and then Carol came That's along. What I mean, as a, you're a as fan. A I don't know any of this Captain stuff. Marvel. Um, and then even having uh, like uh, the reincarnation of re- reincarnation of Marvel in one of the issues too was just crazy see and i i don't know any of that stuff like i said for me captain marvel growing up was shazam dc finally backed off realized that was probably a bad name for their character <laughs> yeah so i don't understand why people are so, like i read these comments like well no don we get to see the real real mark captain marvel i'm like dude dc already punted on that yeah let it go it's shazam it should have been i think as a kid that even i think i knew he was captain marvel but almost everybody just called him shazam that's what yeah. people remembered about him for the most part and me and my dorkiness i knew that he was captain marvel uh but yeah finally they let, let's talk about the shazam trailer uh i'm gonna see shazam i'm probably gonna go see it in theaters I'll probably go see it too. Uh, I'll tell you one thing I did like about that about that trailer was the last scene where he's yep. trying to leap the building yes. in a single bound and ends up in like the, the three quarters of the way up yes. and the people screaming. Yes, that I that that got a laugh out of me. That they earned a laugh on that one. I liked it. The other lines, not at all. And I <sighs> hyperspeed. Uh just you know him and him trying to buy beer and stuff like this isn't funny kids aren't that stupid they don't behave it's just i have as They're someone who has young to be that to to want to buy beer but not only that but just i would like some of your finest if my kids went in a store they would just go and they were gonna buy they would just bring beer up to the counter they're not and roll the kids dice aren't, kids aren't exactly kids aren't stupid that's not the kids aren't that stupid they're just not that that I didn't like that that and I know that's a stupid thing to to care about, but it's it's not funny. I know they made that scene for laughs, but it's not funny anyway. So why bother with it? Like that that scene doesn't earn a laugh at all. It's 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 fucking idiotic. But I, I'm gonna see it. It looks way better than Aquaman. One of the main reasons is because Aquaman isn't in it, so well, it's obviously gonna be better than Aquaman. So I did watch Aquaman this week. Dude, you got to give me your voodoo password. Dude, I, I have uh, just I have horrendous impulse control. I know you do. And I, I knew for I knew you would have it on the way over here. I was like, <laughs> I bet you John has Aquaman and I'm going to get his fucking password because I, I want to watch it. 
and that's the best way to watch it. Then I don't have to pay for it. I don't have to put any money into it. I don't have to give DC any money for that garbage pile. But you watched the whole thing? I did. Like, I actually ended up starting it at, like, midnight, and I watched the whole thing. Wow. Oh, and? <laughs> I'm, re- I'm really conflicted. Really? Yeah. Is it like a Power Rangers thing? Pretty much. Oh, my God. Because there are things that they do so good. Outside of, like, I don't remember the Atlanteans being bulletproof. That just threw me for a loop. Um, Black Manta in his origins was really good. I really like his suit. I like his. Oh, design his a lot. suit is on point. Now they spent all this money on CG watery hair. Yeah. How does Amber Heard's hair look worse out of the water? <laughs> it's a frizzy mess. <laughs> and great. I'm like, I'm so like confused, but. But you so you enjoyed Aquaman is what I'm gathering. You you like I can honestly say that bar was real low and it wouldn't take much to get over it. Yeah. And they succeeded. It did, did I can't it, did say it feel over the, long at all. Two and a half hours of Aquaman. It hustles. Like it's always doing something mildly interesting. But you like okay, I gotta give a caveat to the listeners here or to listener. Uh John likes Fast and Furious movies, so you gotta take his opinion with a grain of salt here. I saw that Hobbs and Shaw trailer again, and it's, I, I'm it's sorry, like, dude, Fast Five is just a fucking riot. I I bet it is. Like that, <laughs> that movie it just it it's you get a whole lot of fuck yeah moments. I don't I don't know that that's true. I it's a hundred percent true. I, I, you just hate fun. No, I love fun. I love I love Captain Marvel. That was a fun movie. That was super well done. Uh, watching that Hobbs and Shaw trailer and hearing. Their attempts at dialogue. It, but it, you know what? It amps me up, it's though, because I immediately go home and I'm like, my book is going to be amazing. I've written so much better stuff than just, any of these lines in these movies. And I can't care. I can't care about what's going on on screen if I don't like the characters. And I don't like the fucking character because they are fucking paper cutouts in those movies. And then that's fine. I do think if I was all, like, do you hate sick, all 80s action movies? Uh at the time, no, I have nostalgia value. If I saw those now, though, or if there's some I haven't seen, I would probably think this is fucking horrendous. But that's, again, that's like, of that era. We've like moved past that. They Commando, shouldn't be making. That's a, that was a terrible Cobra. movie at the time. I like Cobra. Commando is a terrible fucking movie. It was a terrible movie at the time. And I remember as a, when I finally saw it years after the fact, I was like, how which, is he just running around shooting everyone? Which always nobody... blows my mind is how people hate Last Action Hero. And that movie's I love Last Action gem. Hero. I like Last Action Hero. That movie's amazing. It's That's that's a solid flick. Uh, I'm just shot somebody, and I did it on purpose. <laughs> Good for you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is, they they shouldn't be making '80s action movies. Still, like we move again. We've had the Bourne movies. We've had the John Wick movies. We've had Taken. We've had the Dark Knight. We have moved past. I wouldn't even put Taken in that list. The well, the first Taken, I, I no, thought was not even that. It was it, it's a, a a better action movie than than the '80s stuff. It's just anyway, they shouldn't be making those movies. To, that's my stomach. Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, that was so loud i thought it was mine <laughs> clearly i questioned <laughs> i even questioned it i'm curious what that sounds like in playback i, did, I said i was gonna eat before i came over and i i don't remember what i had now i just i got buffalo chicken dip i upstairs. had like four cookies or something instead of like eating food so i didn't really eat you're an adult <laughs> i know when i was in a hurry i was like because i was all i was you groggy. don't have two minutes to make some eggs so i don't know I'm like, that's that's so much work i didn't want eggs anyway um i thought about making a sandwich 
but I, then I wasn't really in the mood for it. And I just wanted to get going, but, uh, <laughs> Sean, Sean's dinner plan. Uh, yeah, I, man, fast and furious. And I've told you this, I hate chase scenes. I think they're boring. I think they're stupid. I can't watch a movie full of chase scenes. That that's the exact opposite of what I want to sit through. Like I just, other than the matrix reloaded, I've never seen a chase scene that's memorable or good or worth talking about. Mm. It's just, it doesn't exist. Nope. <laughs> Even the Bourne movie. And I love nope, the Bourne best, movies. Best five, dude. Them dragging a bank through fucking Rio is <laughs> like, fucking no. incredible. That's, that's, that's stupid. It's fucking incredible. That sounds fucking horrible. And The it's Rock is wrecking shit. Such oh, dude, what about the a bad dude, actor? Dude, have you watched uh, The Raid 2? No, not yet. There's a fight chase scene. No, wait, in no, that no, one no, I did. Fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah. Wait, 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 yeah, I did. Yeah, with the. the I watched the fight scenes. <laughs> I remember the the fight scenes. Didn't they have like the twins or something? No, they the, got the, the the chick with the like acid damaged eyes and the kid with the baseball bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just call them the twins. I don't know why. I thought they were twins. Uh, I think they're siblings. Great fight scenes. I like fight scenes. I like hand to hand combat. No, there's a really fun chase. I was scene watching Black Panther again today, and that's that's one of my biggest gripes with Black Panther is the CG fight scenes. The one like, at the end. That one especially, but even the other ones where it's like, I want to see, like when Black Panther was in Civil War, it was a guy in a Black Panther suit. You could tell that from the fight scenes. It was a guy doing fucking martial arts and fighting with uh, Bucky and Cap or whatever. And this movie is like 90% CG and I don't know why. Like, I don't want to see. Do you want the Wakanda food to, to ring hard? Yeah, I just, I like, I like Kung Fu. I want to see people doing that i don't want to see the computer and i want to see the video game version of that i have video games to play yeah when i go to the movies i want to see these people doing these badass kung fu moves and again i I thank the matrix every day though because i feel like that was the first time that they made people who didn't know martial arts really learn martial arts before a movie because you always had in the 80s you had you had like your Jean-Claude Van Damme's and your Steven oh, Seagal's. You had people hey, who knew martial arts. Bad Kung Fu is still awesome. I will never turn off Roadhouse. I have never seen Roadhouse. Roadhouse is awesome. I, I, that's one of those movies I've never seen that I need to watch. But yeah, but, but when they have people who don't know martial arts doing martial and the, the big the big one for me would be like uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Buffy the Vampire Slayer or, or uh, what else? I don't know, but anytime or Karate Kid, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Ralph oh. Macchio. It's like, did they teach him any karate at any point? Like, what the hell? They didn't even try. It's called the Karate Kid. You didn't think it was important that he learns karate? So, but still, that's just that's just one of those things, man. Like, fuck, there's so many good lines in that movie. Oh, I love the movie. I, dude, I loved it as a kid. But it's just when you look back on it now, it's like, why the fuck would you at least? I understand. Back then, it was always like actor versus martial artist. Was it, So you either had Jean-Claude Van Damme, who was or, a great martial or, artist. Or Michael Dudikoff. <laughs> <laughs> Watching. Uh, oh, man. Well, he just died. I can't even make that joke. Oh, I didn't now. even know that. No, no. Michael Dudikoff's still alive. Oh, no. I was talking about Jan Michael Vincent. Oh, yeah. He did just die. Rest in peace. Airwolf. Uh, God, I love that show. <laughs> but before The Matrix, it was either you had... Actually, I don't want to say that. That's not 100% true, because Brandon Lee, I thought, was actually a good actor who also knew martial arts. Did you see that one scene where they're doing the... He was doing the bullet dodge and the crow and, like, an outtake? Like, just how fast he could move? Uh-uh. That was pretty cool. I, I saw I, a gif of it earlier today. I'll have to check that out. Um, But, yeah, like... And it, it, what's funny about that, I, I did, like, a whole thing about the crow, though, and he didn't want to do... 
you know, he's obviously very versed in martial arts for obvious reasons, but he didn't want the character to be well versed in martial arts. He wanted the character to be more of like a street, you know, a street tuft. Yeah. Like just kind of not. But it, you could still tell from his movements that he was a martial artist because that's just well, no, ingrained it's a in big him. difference. I mean, like, you know, you have uh, just someone that's mildly coordinated. Yeah. Like. Keanu Reeves, like, right. you know, the dude's played an Ohio State quarterback in two different movies, so. <laughs> Fun fact. And he looks natural throwing a football and just doing athletic things. Yeah. Like, and that's. Have you ever the, seen those, like, behind-the-scenes videos when he's training for, like, John Wick and stuff? Yeah. And oh, my God, dude. I, I would feel not, like Keanu Reeves is I a would, fucking badass, I would dude. not put a gun in that dude's hand and feel safe. Like, <laughs> he just looks like it will just pummel everyone. <laughs> like, he he is John Wick. He's John Wick and Neo. <laughs> like, he is. He's both those things. But, yeah, yeah, but the Wachowskis, though, actually requiring, like, six months of martial arts training for their all their primary well, no, actors. Even, um... It's great. Oh, oh, Cowboy Rick. God, why can't, uh, why can't I remember his name? Cowboy Rick. I don't know what that is. Play Morpheus. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne even didn't look oh, weird doing those fight scenes. From Pee Wee. But again, well, he had training, though. I mean, they they had... He was a little bit slower, you could tell, because he's older. Uh, but he... But yeah, I mean, he he went through the training, and he and they were dedicated, and, and they just... They did it right, and now that seems to be what they do. Like, when you watch Chris Evans, he I'm guessing he wasn't a trained fighter, but he, he looks well-versed when he's doing that yeah. MMA shit, though, now. He looks like he can go up against GSP <laughs> in a fight and come out on top. Yeah, what a good scene. <laughs> Batrock the Leaper. Batrock the Leaper. <laughs> that's how I always say it. Batrock the Leaper. I don't know. That, anytime I read it in the comics, that's just how I see it. Because he's French. <laughs> that's that's how you talk when you're French. It's Batrock the Leaper. Uh, yeah, those those are the those are the good fights. The Russos do great fight scenes. And even when they do CG fight scenes, uh, e.g., the big fight on Titan. Dude, I got a, I just remembered something that was a very big moment in Captain Marvel for me is, was the Stan Lee cameo. Oh my God. At the start. And well, that was, man, Maggie was very upset at that. Like she was immediately like, nope, you can't start the movie. Like, cause she gets emotional real quickly. So the, the whole well, Marvel logo thing. Oh, and Henry and Mallrats. Dude, practicing for Mallrats. That hit me dude. Cause Mallrats is one of my favorite movies. Oh yeah, and he has one of his like major speaking roles. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like the first where he it wasn't just a cameo; he had an actual role in the movie as Stan Lee, and that was when as soon as I saw that Mallrat script, I knew exactly what was happening. I was just like, "Wow, that was fucking awesome!" And then I the reason it reminded me of that is uh, while you were out, I was I just Kevin Smith just saw Captain Marvel and he just posted a selfie and he's like blubbering beet red because he. He, you know, he didn't, I guess he didn't know about that. Oh, could you imagine that surprise? Right. I was wondering it because like, he hadn't said I was surprised. I was, I was shocked. Like I, yeah. like, I was like, oh, like that was fucking great. I love that. That was an awesome, awesome, uh, a shout out to Kevin Smith and, and to Stan Lee at the same time. Uh, was that actually Stan Lee? Yeah. Okay. I could, part of me, I was like, was that a CG Stan Lee? That I think did? it was Stan Lee. I don't know yeah, for okay. sure. I'm just but yeah, the Marvel logo uh, had me tearing up almost, dude, at the beginning <laughs> with like with the like oh, I was like wow, that was really cool. I thought that was a really cool thing to do, uh, especially when again like you know Spider Man into the Spider Verse like they won an Oscar and they didn't thank Stanley or Steve Ditko. 
<sighs> which was to me was just like the the worst thing you could do up there. <laughs> Those should have been the first two names out of your mouths. I don't care before your wife. Your children, your crew, your actors, whoever, <laughs> like both those guys passed last year and your movie literally wouldn't exist without them. That that should have been the top of your brain right there. But but you did such a good job representing them, too. But you know, they, had, they did. Like Stan Lee had like five or six different cameos in Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And you, you think they would get, just give them a little shout out because. Uh, oh, man, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Dude, I've watched that a bunch of times in the past week and it, it gets better every time i watch it it's it's really good I, it just I, moves it's it just man it hits great you. characters especially fast paced if, especially if you love spider-man like good soundtrack it is just yeah if you love man. spider-man i and i just i loved i love the two different like peter parkers too i like the chris pine one you know the young uh you know top of his game but not quite as good as 616 spider-man apparently yeah. <laughs> due to his fate but you know what he was just kind of that real motivated and then you know the 37 year old spider-man <laughs> that has just just been he, through the ringer and he's just casual would you about imagine which you imagine, would you imagine going through this? <laughs> but even at that great line like it, when they're in the air vent and he's like you know i can't let they can't let this happen again yeah. and it's like you can tell like the the way the emote through the mask, you know, with the eyes and stuff. He's like, well, usually everyone I meet in the workplace trying to kill me. You're you're a nice change of pace. <laughs> that and the whole uh, watch. He's gonna say, got twenty four hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's he's like just well, been no, through everything. Yeah, blah blah blah. blah. Actually, you know everything he did. Everything she said was bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. I lied. Everything she said was. And bad. And how quickly he got. He just remembered the code. <laughs> <laughs> that was insane. Oh, that's such a good movie. All right. Anything you want to add before we get to the wrap up here? Uh, Yeah. So I'm a fan of a specific fighting series. The Dead or Alive third person brawler games. Yes. Dead or Alive 6 just came out. Dead or Alive 6 just came out with a shocking omission from the from the version of the game, the full retail. Was it the bouncing boobs? No, it's missing a lobby system to play games with your friends over the internet. I don't know how the fuck that happens in 2019. In a one-on-one -on -one fighting game? You can play ranked matches and that's it online. So you, you can't even match up with your friends? No, you can play locally. Someone right. sitting next to you. Well, that's good. I'm glad they at least thought to include the local multiplayer. Yeah. But <laughs> that if, was thoughtful. But if them. I want to play with someone over the internet, I got to randomly run into them through a ranked match. Wow. How does it's, that it's happen? It's not just like a buried option somewhere. Nope. It, it said it'll be patched in later. I'm going to. That's ins how are people supposed to. What about people that want to practice or whatever or just play with each other? Or just just play right. because that game is incredible. That's uh, wow. That's that's really strange. How does that? How is that something that gets left out? Of I don't a game know. In this day and it age, blew my mind. Oh, and Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove is fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's great. That's it's good. so Toe Jam and Earl. So is it like that kind of top down yep. view? Okay, it's Toe Jam and Earl one. And is it like sixteen bit? No, or it's, is it like it's, modern? It's just really crisp. Okay. It's really crisp. All the characters still look like they're hand-drawn or like sprite-based kind of stuff. Did but. any of the original team have anything to do with it? Oh, absolutely. Know? Okay. 
I'm not. I don't know human, much about human, Humane Studios. I think is the the guys that did it, and they're the original developers. Oh, that's really cool. That was a Kickstarter game, yep. right? Okay. That's that's nice. Oh, it's it's, that makes it's me happy awesome. To hear. And the uh, the online co-op works flawlessly. It's a riot. Like being in a party of people that are not playing that game. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the boogeyman's going. Why is there a ghost cow chasing me? What is happening? <laughs> Oh fuck! I got hit by Cupid. I'm gonna have to, how much is that game? Ah, uh, it was twenty bucks. No, I'm gonna have to look into that. It's pretty great. Like it's just the weird stuff that you you see. Like it's like why is this dude chasing me with with Doctor Who screwdriver? Like like <laughs> it's bizarre in all the right ways. All right, so I have a uh, I have a pick for a movie. Oh great! Can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited since I think we're hovering, hovering on a two and a half different for each, everyone's other picks. Hey man, Ravenous was not a bad movie. Here, here's some other factors for me. And like, I can recognize it's a good movie. I'm just not in the mood to watch anything. That's not a fucking comic book movie right now. I don't know why I just, I have no interest. Now I've, I love other genres of movies. Cool. So you picked Tron. I I did not pick (laughs) Tron. Uh, in keeping with my love of comic book movies right now, and this, this don't is, say Dick Tracy, please don't say Dick Tracy. Wow, I was actually thinking about Dick Tracy. Now that you say that, I want to say Dick Tracy. <laughs> Do you not like Dick Tracy? <laughs> that movie has not aged well. I watched it a couple of years ago. I real, I still really liked it. I, I just, I liked it. But no, I'm not gonna pick Dick Tracy. I want to do, and I guess because this is a recent movie, it's almost like a post mortem. Since it's it's been out in theaters, it's it's been on video for a little bit. Uh, I want to do Venom because I want to really talk, yeah. I want to talk about Venom because I want to hear. All right, I'll rewatch that again. It's uh, I liked Venom probably the more than most people did, even the people who did like the movie. And I kind of want to get into why because I can at the same time I can recognize it is not a great movie, but I really like it. <laughs> so I, I would be fun to talk about Venom. Okay. That's my that's my little sneak peek is I, I do. I really like the Venom movie. And I know you're a Spider-Man fan, a Venom fan from back in the day. Yeah. And so we, we both know that and character with, pretty well. With a lot of the comic books I, I've, I've, I've read, I appreciate this version of Venom a lot more than probably most people. Because so, you don't need Spider-Man to have Venom. You don't. But let's let's save it. Let's table the Venom talk. Got to have something juicy for the next episode. Uh, but yeah, that, that's all I got. So like, subscribe, share, tell a friend, tell an enemy, whatever you got to do, get the word out. Well, hopefully it's a frenemy. (laughs) Doesn't matter to me. (laughs) If you hate the show, tell someone you hate about the show. We'd appreciate it. Yeah. You'll tell more people if you hate it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. This show statistically, this show is sucks. You should check out curiosity. Yeah. But yeah, give us all a subscribe, uh, uh, a good review preferably uh, if i guess if you like the show uh and uh, this should be our last episode we this should be live in a very short amount of time from the time we record it i guess samson's heading off i guess we're done man so thanks for listening everybody laters <laughs>